and strategic communication should not be managed separately. Good strategic communication cannot build support for policies viewed unfavorably by large populations, nor can the most carefully crafted messages, themes, and words persuade when the messenger lacks credibility and underlying message authority. For some, the case for strategic communication is not self-evident. Global media already provide an abundance of information, they suggest. Why can't CNN, Fox, or MSNBC do it? But commercial media are selective in ways that serve news and business interests first, and few politicians, corporations, or advocacy groups are content to leave their political campaigns, business objectives, and policy agendas to improvisation or the media. The U.S. government needs a strategic communication capability that is planned, directed, coordinated, funded, and conducted in ways that support the nation's interests. Strategic communication can be understood to embrace four core instruments. Public diplomacy seeks through the exchange of people and ideas to build lasting relationships and receptivity to a nation's culture, values, and policies. It seeks also to influence attitudes and mobilize publics in ways that support policies and interests. Its time horizons are decades and news cycles. Public diplomacy is distinguished from traditional diplomatic interactions between governments. In an age of global media, the Internet revolution, and powerful non-state actors, an age in which almost everything governments do and say is understood through the mediating filters of news frames, culture, memory, and language, no major strategy policy, or diplomatic initiative can succeed without public support. Fulbright scholarships, youth exchanges, embassy press briefings, official websites in language versions, and televised interviews with ambassadors and military commanders are examples of public diplomacy. Public affairs is used by the Departments of State and Defense to depict communication activities intended primarily to inform and influence U.S. media and the American people. The White House, the NSC, departments and agencies and military commands all have public affairs staffs. They focus on domestic media, but their advocacy activities reach allies and adversaries around the world. Distinctions between public affairs and public diplomacy continue to shape doctrine, resource allocations, and organization charts. But public diplomacy and public affairs practitioners employ similar tools and methods. Their audiences are global and local. This conceptual distinction is losing validity in the world of global media, global audiences, and porous borders. International broadcasting services are funded by governments to transmit news, information, public affairs programs, and entertainment to global audiences via AM, FM, and shortwave radio, satellite television, and web-based systems. Voice of America, Radio Free Europe, Radio Liberty, Radio TV Marti, and the Radio Sawa and al Arabic language radio and television services are examples of U.S. international broadcasting. Information operations, I.O., is a term used by the DOD to include computer network operations, computer network attack and defense, electronic warfare, operational security, military deception, and PSYOP. This report will discuss only open PSYOP, 
military activities that use selected information and indicators to influence the attitudes and behavior of foreign governments, organizations, groups, and individuals in support of military and national security objectives. 1.1 Introduction Three weeks after 9-11, a Defense Science Board task force sponsored jointly by the DOD and Department of State issued a report on U.S. civilian and military information dissemination capabilities. In a 10-month study, written before the attacks on the Pentagon and World Trade Center, the task force determined that the United States needed a sustained, coordinated capability to understand and influence global publics rooted in presidential direction and the information age. The October 2001 task force recommended that America's leaders give higher priority to strategic communication, public diplomacy, public affairs, and open international military information. Engaging the right audiences at the right time can create diplomatic opportunities, reduce tensions leading to war, help contain conflicts, and address non-traditional threats to U.S. security. Some of these right audiences are individuals, networks, and groups that can be mobilized to support U.S. goals. Some are publics that resent U.S. power and oppose it asymmetrically through rhetorical and political means. Some are enemies capable of deploying nuclear or biological weapons, computer viruses, hate broadcasts, or terrorist attacks. Because the U.S. lacks an effective means to plan and coordinate strategic communication, the October 2001 task force called for a presidential decision directive to strengthen the nation's ability to shape public understanding and support for foreign and national security policies, coordinate strategic communication activities through an NSC Policy Coordinating Committee, PCC, require regional and functional NSC committees to assess the potential impact of foreign public opinion when considering policy options and develop communication strategies for policy implementation and leverage private sector capabilities and harness information assets to the Internet revolution. The strategic environment has changed radically since the October 2001 task force report. We face a war on terrorism, intensified conflict within Islam, and insurgency in Iraq. Worldwide anger and discontent are directed at America's tarnished credibility and ways the U.S. pursues its goals. There is consensus that America's power to persuade is in a state of crisis. Global transparency, driven by new media and low-cost technologies, shape the strategic landscape. This task force re-examined the purposes of strategic communication and the salience of recommendations in the earlier study. We then addressed three questions. One, what are the consequences of changes in the strategic communication environment? Two, what presidential direction and strategic communication means are required? And three, what should be done about public diplomacy and open military information operations? 1.2. The New Strategic Communication Environment Anti-American Attitudes Opinion surveys conducted by Zogby International, the Pew Research Center, Gallup, CNN USA Today, and the Department of State, INR, reveal widespread animosity toward the United States and its policies. A year and a half after going to war in Iraq, Arab-Muslim anger has intensified. Data from Zogby International in July 2004, for example, 
shows that the U.S. is viewed unfavorably by overwhelming majorities in Egypt, 98%, Saudi Arabia, 94%, Morocco, 88%, and Jordan, 78%. The war has increased mistrust of America in Europe, weakened support for the war on terrorism, and undermined U.S. credibility worldwide. Media commentary is consistent with polling data. In a State Department INR survey of editorials and op-eds in 72 countries, 82.5% of commentaries were negative, 17.5% positive. Negative attitudes and the conditions that create them are the underlying sources of threats to America's national security and reduced ability to leverage diplomatic opportunities. Terrorism, thin coalitions, harmful effects on business, restrictions on travel, declines in cross-border tourism and education flows, and damaging consequences for other elements of U.S. soft power are tactical manifestations of a pervasive atmosphere of hostility. Although many observers correlate anti-Americanism with deficiencies in U.S. public diplomacy, its content, tone, and competence, the effectiveness of the means used to influence public opinion is only one metric. Policies, Conflicts of interest, cultural differences, memories, time, dependence on mediated information, and other factors shape perceptions and limit the effectiveness of strategic communication. Perceptions of Public Diplomacy in Crisis Since the Defense Science Board's October 2001 task force study, more than 15 private sector and congressional reports have examined public diplomacy. The Advisory Group on Public Diplomacy for the Arab and Muslim World, Jerigian Group, the